Thanks for finding Organic Matters. For those of you that I always do this, have been listening to me some forever, for 20 years, one of the things I do at least every month or six weeks, I try to do it every month, is list for you what we call the dirty dozen vegetables and fruits. And these are tested, folks. This isn't uh, somebody to make this up. The Environmental Working Group, EWG, tests these things every four to six weeks because the amount of poison used on a number of the foods we eat varies according to the season and even according to the climate change sometimes. And I just always tell you the, the top 12 that are least what you shouldn't eat without biome organic and even the what we call the clean 15 and that's a dozen fruits and vegetables and it makes no difference they never get sprayed with anything dangerous nor do they in have anything inside of them that's bad for you but i'm going to do it a little different i'm still going to do that every month or so i will certainly let you know the list but what i'm going to do now each week i hope if i remember to tell myself is do one of the dirty dozen on the list. But I'm not just going to say, as now, for instance, apples are usually one or two, strawberries is usually first or second. There's four or five at the top of the list that you should really know about, number one. Number two, I will also, as time, uh, there's even a time when some unusual things, like, for instance, in the old days, greens were never a problem. Right now, kale, which is supposed to be so good for you, has become so popular that they're spraying it with stuff they never sprayed it before, and you have to balance the pest and the uh, pesticides you're getting versus how good the vegetable or the or the fruit is for you. So each week I'm going to do one. Today, just because uh, it seems to be at the top of the list for this time of year, and there's a reason, we're going to talk, I'm going to go into the depth a little bit, just what the problem is with the local strawberries, the reason, especially this time of year, you shouldn't waste your money nor feed your kids Strawberries that haven't been grown USDA certified organic. What's the reason for that? Let's begin there. Do you realize the average American eats about eight pounds of fresh strawberries a year? That doesn't sound like a lot, but add that up over a year. And with them, of course, they eat dozens of pesticides, including chemicals that have been known to be linked to cancer and reproductive damage, and in many cases are banned in other parts of the world like Europe. Non-organic strawberries, tested by scientists, started back in uh, the Department of Agriculture in 2015 and 2016, and contained an average of 7.8, about eight different pesticides. This is per sample, and that's compared to just 2.2 pesticides per sample on all other produces that, that we eat. And that's just the, uh, uh, the very beginning of when this whole list came together. And in my mind, what's even worse, strawberry growers use an unbelievable amount of volumes of poisonous gases to sterilize their fields before planting, killing every pest, weed, and every other living thing in that entire environmental area. For this particular test series, the United States Department of Agriculture found that strawberries were, were the fresh produce item that most likely will be contaminated with pesticide residues even after they're picked, rinsed in the field, and washed again before eating. For these reasons, strawberries continue to be, at least at this point, at not if not number one, always at the very top of the dirty dozen list. And these facts I'm giving you folks 
about strawberries and the pesticides that come that are on them come directly from the United States Department of Agriculture's pesticide data program. You can look it up yourself. I always I just put this all stuff all together, folks, so you don't have to go do this. I am really just a um, funny word. I really just regurgitate all the information I find, and you decide what you do with it. But I will not eat a non-organic strawberry more in the market. Between the years, and this is the last data I could find, but but it's that, that's actually on record. But th- this happens; they, they test them every month. Between January of 2015 and October 2016, USDA scientists tested 1,180 batches of conventional strawberries, 89% of which were grown in the United States. So we just can't say they're not because they're not from here. The rest did come from Mexico, except one, which I don't know where it got in there, came from the Netherlands. The USDA strawberry test found this. 99% of those strawberries had a more than detectable residues of at least one harmful pesticide. 30% had residues of 10 or more pesticides. And the dirtiest strawberry sample sent by, incidentally, grown in the United States, someone had residues of 22 different pesticides. Think about that. How would you, what, I can't even name 22 pesticides you should spray on your food. Strawberry samples contained residues of 81 different pesticides in various combinations when you added them all up. So my, my question is, how hazardous are the chemicals used on strawberries? Some are eh, probably pretty benign, but others are linked to cancer, reproductive and developmental damages, hormone disruption, and even neurological problems. Among the dangerous varieties are, and I'll go through some of these words you're not used to, but if you look them up, let me give you something to guide you that, that gets me into this. They're called, they're called MSDS, Material Safety Data Sheets, and you're able to get them online for almost any chemical, any pesticide, and most fruits, vegetables, and foods. Just look up and ask for the MS or look for the MSDS. I'm going to bring a few of them up that we know the backgrounds of. We know that they've been studied for their damages or their safety. And some of them might even have a... Sometimes I think they make these words up to make them hard to say so you won't, won't talk about them. The first one on my list is carbendism. It's been detected on about 16% of all the samples that they looked at. It has been studied and shows that it is definitely a hormone-disrupting fungicide that damages the male reproductive systems and that the, again, the European Union has banned use of it all over Europe because of safety concerns. Next in line for the study I looked at was bifenthrin. It's found on over 29% of all the samples and is actually a pyrethroid insecticide that the Environmental Protection Agency and California regulators have designated as a possible human cancer-causing, or carcinogen. And this bothers me, folks. This is what bothers me. As, as disturbing as just telling you these first two are about, okay? They do not legally violate what we call they are the weak United States laws and regulations for pesticides that they're allowed to put in the foods we eat. When these studies were done back when, and we'll have to look at the newer ones in a bit, of the strawberry sample in the year 2015 and 16, those years, had levels of pesticide residues considered illegal by our government. 
Of these samples, 28 had pesticide levels that exceeded, quote-unquote, the tolerance level or legally permissible level by the EPA itself. 40 samples, folks, contained pesticides totally illegal for use on strawberries. They were using them illegally and still feeding them to us. Let let me throw this as an aside. Again, my opinion, that's why I have this show, I guess. The EPA's tolerance levels are already too lenient to actually protect our health. They are a yardstick to help the agency's personnel determine whether farmers are applying pesticides properly. The levels were set years ago and do not account for any newer research for the last decade showing that toxic chemicals can be harmful at very small doses, particularly when people are exposed to them in combinations with other chemicals which they don't even have to consider. And and let me say here, if pesticide tolerance levels were actually set to protect the health of children, who are incidentally far more vulnerable than adults, more fruits and vegetables, far more, would fall under the minimum and fail to meet EPA standards. The current EPA pesticide tolerances are like having a, I'll make a joke here, a 500 mile per hour speed limit. If the rules of the road are so loose that it's impossible to violate them, no one can really feel safe going down the road. Well, that's about how our foods are being served to us. Back in my lifetime, folks, fresh strawberries were once really a seasonal treat available in limited supply for a few of spring and maybe some summer months only. But in the recent decade or two, the increased use of pesticides and other chemically aided growing methods have made cheap strawberries available basically all year around. Meanwhile, aggressive marketing of fresh strawberries has spurred consumption. Today, the average American eats four times more strawberries per year in the United States than they did just 30 years ago. Oh, and believing they're good for them. They fail to tell you that the more they grow them and the faster they grow them and the more pesticides they put on, the less healthy they are for you or your children. Another little factoid I've I've found that's, again, a few years old, but I found out it's certainly no better now. The vast majority of the strawberries we eat are uh, from this country, or at least sold in this country, are from the state of California. That state tracks pesticides more careful than a number of states. However, California data shows that in the year 2015, the one that I can find the real numbers on, over 300 pounds of pesticides were applied to each acre of strawberries. 300 pounds an acre. Folks, I don't care what you count by, it's an astonishingly amount of poison. Astonishing amount. Compared to about five pounds of pesticides per acre, for instance, for corn, which in its own right is considered a pesticide-intensive crop run out of time in this quarter, so I'm going to cut this a little bit short, but you'll know. There's a bunch of other stuff called ethyl bromides, which is illegal in most other parts of the world, and a number of things. But here's what's interesting. We now know there's a method that works effectively as an alternative to fumigation. It combines the traditional tool of crop rotation, which is meant to control the buildup of pests and pathogens, with a new technology that's very, very close to composting. Growers mix a carbon-rich mineral, such as rice bran or molasses, into the topsoil, which is then saturated with water and covered with a a 
airproof plastic tarp. Under that tarp, the organic slurry gives off natural organic byproducts that are totally toxic to the pathogens the farmers are trying to fight. So, so anyway, just to tie this up, I could go on. For those of us, you, who don't want to eat pesticide residues and want to stop fumigants from endangering farm workers and the neighbors on the farms and your children, the cost of organic produce is going to be a small price to pay. The transformation of strawberries from an occasional treat to a cheap and abundant supermarket staple should serve as a cautionary tale about the consequences of chemically driven industrial agriculture with little or no thought, folks, to who gets the end product. Part of the reason I do my Dirty Dozen every month, the next few weeks, I'll do one of the Dirty Dozen. I'll do another, a whole little setup on it, maybe more than you want to hear. Uh, next week, I've already considered, I think I'm definitely going to do what's second on the list, at least for this quarter, apples. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters. <laughs>